Welcome to Her Fantasy Football. Make sure to hop over to HerFantasyFootball.com to subscribe so you can get all the off-season info. I'm your host, Courtney Kirby. And I'm Ashley Williams. And I'm Brandon Lee. Woohoo! It's Woo! February. I don't know if I remember how to do this, guys. <laughs> I know. It's been a while. It's been a while. It's no, been it's a while. Scary. Yeah, thanks for joining us for what I like to call fantasy football prep. Uh... There's not much going on right now. We had a little co- combine this weekend, which was fantastic. Yeah. Got some new, new, some new blood coming into the yeah. league. We got free agency mm. coming up. We got the draft in May. And then then it all starts, you guys. Then it all starts. And it's, it's medium rare. It's medium rare. Bloody. Yes, yes. Ashley, got any news <laughs> and more money, more problems? Yeah, I mean, we've got... Uh, be on the lookout for Darren Sharper, ladies. No! He's a problem. Uh, he, <laughs> problem. Yeah, he's got two rape charges right now in just Los Angeles alone. So he made his bail. I think it was a million-dollar bail. And we've got a situation where he's not allowed to be alone with any women that he's not had a previous relationship with. He's banned from all bars at the moment. They took his passport. And uh, he currently also is seeing, I believe, what is it, Brian? Six other rape charges in addition to these two in five different states in California. And yeah, yeah, it's crazy. I mean, if you're in Florida or Louisiana, let me try to pull this up here. Or um, I mean, I think it was Nevada <laughs> and Arizona. Yeah, so it's Louisiana, California, Arizona, Nevada, and Florida. But he'll get 30 years if he gets convicted of the charges in California. Yeah, just for the two. Alone. Let alone the other six charges, which is crazy. Well, and we were just talking he gets proven about... guilty on those, too, because yeah, 30 years, like, good good behavior, you're out and eight. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Mm. We were just saying that Colorado's a little too close to those states that uh, we might we should watch out here as well. Absolutely. Creep. Everybody should watch out. <laughs> yeah. I can't believe... When this first came out, I thought, whoa, this is crazy. And then it was like, oh, no, he's a serial rapist. Serial. Like and, clinical... and for those who don't know, he drugs them. That's, yeah. that's a big part here. It, he drugs the ladies before. He... Allegedly. Allegedly. I don't want to get sued. Allegedly. He's yeah. a serial rapist <laughs> who drugs people. It's insane. When you read like the testimony that's going, it's um, terrifying. He's like the predator in the way that that people like write lifetime movies about. Brand, he's allegedly a lifetime predator. He's allegedly Who would play Darren Sharper in a lifetime movie, do you think? You know what's freaky? Someone attractive. Yeah. And that's what makes it even crazier. <laughs> yeah. It's that Ted Bundy effect, uh, right? He's, From a, like yeah, the he's 70s. an attractive guy. Well, and he has, yeah, he, no, I mean, everyone knows him. Like, mm-hmm. you know, he's yeah. a retired football player. I mean, yes. he has rings. He's just, he's just, it's just really scary. Yeah. Well, and what's it's interesting scenario, rapist. is that allegedly, you know, you're sitting there at the bar and he comes up and he drops um, something in your drink. And I think it's Ambien. Is it? If I remember correctly, um, 
There's so many cases I can't keep them yeah, straight. It's, it's a weird, it's not the usual roofie drug. I believe it's something different, um, which is also what makes this kind of an interesting situation. But, you know, and then these women just like wake up in the hotel room. And there's one case where two women were in the hotel room and one of them woke up to see him having relations with another woman that also while passed, while passed out. out. Um, so that obviously is not going to work well in his favor, but <laughs> um, he's a creep, allegedly a creep. Uh, be on the lookout <laughs> for this alleged serial predator is what we're saying here. Well, and his DNA was found. Yeah, I mean, he's on multiple women. It's not like like the women that came forward said they were drugged. The drugs were found in their system and his DNA. It kind of makes me sad that these other states didn't press charges until California finally went through and pressed charges. And they're like, well, yeah, we have files on this. But I think nobody wanted to do it because he's famous. Like, it's her word against his word. Well, now it's, you know, eight women against his word. One of which saw him do this to another woman. I mean... It's just kind of sad that you just we couldn't have got it months ago when he first did this, you know. Well, it's the same old song and dance with women, right? It's like, oh, well, have you ever had sex before? Well, then you're not credible. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, it's yeah. like, well, I'm it's 30, like, so. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I've had sex. Have with you someone. ever I'm had a beverage? Did you old. drink at any point in time in the day? Oh, yes. well, well, there. Then you must have meant to get drunk. Yeah, you must have wanted him to pick you up and carry you in a blacked out state up to your hotel room. You wanted it's nuts. that. It's nuts. It's crazy. it's crazy. Well, I'm happy he is going to get what he deserves. Well, this might be even more of a closed case, you know, than Hernandez. We don't want to jump ahead of anything here, but <laughs> the Patriot. Oh, Hernandez. The Patriot. Yeah. The Patriot. He got in a altercation in his jail cell. I did not hear this. Yes, it's uh, today news, I believe, that Aaron Hernandez got in some sort of fight. I mean, we also, you know, I think, Ashley, you wrote the article about him basically utilizing Spygate tactics in the yeah. courtroom. <laughs> yeah, he, he, I was actually was kind of impressed about? and surprised that he was using coding. He like, created certain codes that he uh, would then pass on to people outside of prison, relaying information about the case and previous cases but they're trying to figure out if they can actually use that evidence which i don't know why they wouldn't be able to since it was passed in the jail but i haven't been following it have did they decide did did they decide that they were going to come out and and charge him with murder or or assist you know um yeah no he's first first murder murder. yeah i think it's always charges. charges yeah Mm-hmm. And then he's also, he has been formally charged with the Florida. Oh, was he? Killings yeah. as well. But I don't know to what level, but there are charges. Yeah, he was, um, I'm on CNN right now. And as of today at 6.20 p.m., hot off the presses. And by today, I mean Wednesday. Sorry, we post on Thursday. Um, he was involved with an altercation with another inmate at the Bristol County House of Corrections and Jail in Massachusetts. So, well, you know what? He's going to yeah. be there for a while. He's going to be there for a while. He's probably just trying to, like, find his spot in, you know, the politics of prison. 
Supposedly, the two inmates were never supposed to be out of their cells at the same time, so they're investigating how that even happened. Huh. Yeah, so that's interesting. He, he, really he, he was in a, a cell fight. he wasn't he supposed to be? slipped him something. They were Is out of their cells, no, like in no, the no, common no. They were area. out of their cells, yeah. It says that um, the Bristol County Sheriff Thomas Hodge, this is from CNN.com, told CNN that jail officials will be looking into how the two came into contact because no more than one inmate is supposed to be out at a time in a unit where Hernandez is housed. Because he's not in like, hey, I had a little pot on me jail. He's in... I murder people jail. So I guess that's different. Um, <laughs> not the same way yeah. Dwayne Bo or yeah, that Bo was in. Not yeah. yeah. No, yeah, it's, it's not, not the, the county cute clerk. Yeah. I mean it's Yeah. Remember that cute do you remember the Andy Griffiths show? Remember when people would come to jail because they were a little intoxicated? <laughs> yeah. Remember people, like, when they came to jail, jail in the fifties on that show. Yeah, they were like, hey, and they loved the, oh, who was Andy Griffith's sidekick? The best part of the show. Oh, mm. the googly eye looking dude. Yeah, the Steve Buscemi of the yeah, 50s. Yeah, he was the Steve Buscemi guy? of the 50s. We're going to look it up. This right? is essential. <laughs> the no. best. They're probably related. He was the best. Was he in the Apple and Dumpling game? Talk? He was in the Apple Dumpling game. Yes. Yeah, another movie. classic movie. Good call, Courtney. Yeah. Apple Dumpling. You guys, where did the Disney classic real life people movie the go? The Robinson family or whatever. Um, the Swiss Robinson family. Oh, Swiss family yeah. Robinson. Don Knotts. My favorite thing Don at Disney Knotts. World. Don Knotts. Don Knotts. Thank you. Yeah. So and his name was Bernie Fife. Bernie. Which reminds me, by Harold Ramis. He was also in The Sad. Incredible Mr. Limpet. Another great, great movie. He was an incredible everything. Mm -hmm. Classic. Classic, classic, classic. Love it. But he's not in that jail, is all I'm saying. There's no Don Nuts at Aaron Hernandez. Unfortunately, jail. his no. But there, there might is. be a Darren Sharper. Well, there will be a Darren Coming Sharper. Soon. Coming, <laughs> Coming soon. Coming soon. Coming soon to you. <laughs> We're to gonna jail have an you. NFL wing for all of the retired players that are criminals. If Hernandez doesn't get, you know, the death penalty. If they offer it in California. You know, what you know what really bothers me? And I, I would, this is not an incriminating comment, but more of a, I'm a woman and I, I'm interested in the process of vetting for announcing. Like once a player stops playing football, how do they vet announcers? Like how do they, like did no one know that there were any allegations out there? We're talking about like Ray Rice. No, Darren Sharper. Like, how did he... We'll get to Ray Rice. I... But how did no one know? Did they really not know? Which I find fascinating. Because I know, Courtney, you were talking... Because Courtney wrote an article about that on HerFantasyFootball.com. And you were talking about how these other states all of a sudden came forward once California actually decided to step up to the plate. Right. And bring but they the were two only, accusations. they were only months apart from each other. That... I think the, the latest one that I had seen at the time was maybe December of 2012. So they were all, like, within a year that I saw. I mean, so it wasn't – I didn't get any feedback that it was from earlier than that. So to me, it's just like he doesn't live in the state, and therefore in L.A., maybe he had 
they had more on him. I don't I don't know, but I think when a woman woke up and saw him having with relations woman. with another woman passed yeah. out is when they could no longer ignore it. Yeah. Sad. Sad, sad. Well, you know who else, what else is and, sad? <sighs> Jim Harbaugh. Yeah. <laughs> Just in general, so, his pants are sad. Which, by the way, he has no allegations against him. No. no the Harbaugh no, family. No. Please don't sue yeah. us, Jim Harbaugh. Not that Harbaugh we know family's of. claim. Not that we know yeah. of. Plus, you could see those pants coming from a mile away. Seriously. You, the fashion police yeah. have arrested him on numerous occasions, actually. That is an offense. No, but it's it's interesting. You're welcome. <laughs> because I think what Courtney's leading to... Courtney's leading the fact that the Browns, basically, they're trying to figure out a deal with the 49ers where certain you know draft picks would be thrown in the mix where they would get Jim Harbaugh as their coach, which I find very interesting as they just hired a new coach. So they hire a new coach, and then they sit there mm-hmm. and shop for Jim Harbaugh, and then allegedly, according to the 49ers, it didn't even come close to fruition. I mean, obviously, somebody calls, you hear whatever the offer is. It sounded like, according to the 49ers, that's where it ended. I'm sure the truth is somewhere in the middle here. And then the Browns turn around and are like, but we have complete confidence in our coach. I'm like, really? Then why are you shopping oh. for another one? You know, and the Browns so badly need some stability in that organization. It's just that organization in the front office is just a bit of a nightmare. So I'm excited for uh, the draft for them to come up here. And there's the whole movie with them coming out too with Mike Leary. Not Mike Leary. What's his name? Um, Dennis Leary. David Leary. The draft. Dennis yeah, Leary. With um, yeah. Dennis Leary. And Jennifer right. Gardner and, with... and Kevin Costner. Can we talk about Kevin Costner? <laughs> I was hoping you were going to bring him up because when they interviewed them for the Super Bowl, I was like, wow. I saw that too. Wow. Which, by the way, we as Broncos fans will not discuss the Super Bowl. Nope. You're welcome. Nope. nope. In fact, happen. I actually blacked out. To be honest with you, I was just thinking about the fact I don't remember anything but the first play of the game when that snap went above Peyton Manning's head. And I blacked out like I had like a serious traumatic like thing happen to me. I don't remember it. Me neither. I don't I even made remember my- past the... Past halfway through second quarter, I think, is when I officially got too drunk to remember. Let's put it this way. I made pickle juice shots <laughs> for this entire party at my friend Neon's house. And I was like, you know what? We're going to take a shot every time the Broncos score a touchdown. There is so much <laughs> vodka. I put a picture on Twitter today. I've been having pickle juice cocktails since the Super Bowl. And I'm not even halfway done this jug because that's how few touchdowns we clearly scored in the super bowl for a party of 30 people i was like well i gotta make enough for them <laughs> slash ashley be drinking pickle juice shots every podcast uh, of the off season that's how uh, sad it was i just got up so there's this one guy who's very nice very nice in my office hello mr mullen and he sits like kind of near me really nice guy he's from seattle and during the super bowl week we were just bantering i was like it's gonna be a great game everything's gonna be fine i had confidence but i was also nervous because i actually liked seattle and i got real frosty after it i just was like yeah i'm not gonna talk about it obviously something terrible happened and i don't know what it is probably peyton manning had a seizure i don't know literally that's the only thing that made sense in my head at the time 
I just blurted that out and he hasn't brought it up to me again. <laughs> like he sensed my pain. I actually just today wrote him a like I'm sorry note. <laughs> you guys, it's been a month. I wrote him and I'm sorry. I really think your team's awesome and actually I do like Seattle. I always have. And I actually guessed that they would be in the Super Bowl together. I don't have any hard feelings. I just literally went into a coma and I'm sorry. I literally wrote this guy an apology note today. That's hilarious. This is how scarred I am. I know. I know. I can't even turn on ESPN. I honestly, I have not watched SportsCenter since then. I was like, thank God the Olympics are on. Yeah, seriously. Distraction. Seriously. Now now I don't know what to do again. And that's why this podcast may be a train wreck, but in the best way possible, because I actually did feel a little comfort coming back to rookies. I was kind of like, oh, see, they're not jaded yet. Like, yet. They're going to find a team, and they're going to be happy, and maybe I can be happy for five minutes. But I kind of got back into depression mode, but I'm going to snap out of it. <laughs> We're going to snap out of it and talk about... Snapping out. <laughs> yeah, snapping out. And talking about snapping. the movie The Draft. Brandon, that's where you, your point ended there. You were going to get into Kevin Costner. Oh, yeah, Kevin Costner. Um, a... If you go to the Dakotas, any Dakota, really, I think that he actually filmed in South Dakota. They're all obsessed with the fact that Kevin Costner walked on their soil. Aw, that's cute. <laughs> they, have, they have restaurants with just Kevin Costner photos everywhere from, from Dancing with the Wolves, literally. You guys, like, it's creepy. Like all, it's like the Mona Lisa. His eyes follow you <laughs> in the Dakotas <laughs> because my husband's from South Dakota, and it's like, oh, my goodness, here's Kevin Costner again. He must have come into this, like, little tiny restaurant once 10 years ago, and it's like a shrine. Yeah, 30 it's years ago. It's unbelievable. And it's the same thing in Iowa because that's where he shot Field of Dreams, mm. which is where my friend Ryan's from. So I've been in every one of his really weird small restaurants that have never had a celebrity. And it's like walls of him, which he's worshipped in a way that like I have never seen. Which is so funny. And he only does sport movies. Because he lives here in Colorado and no one can care less. I didn't even know that he lived in Colorado. Oh, yeah, he lives up in the mountains? I didn't know that He either. got married. He's got like a house up on the Aspens. Yeah. Like him and like oh, Goldie yeah, you know Hawn what? I went and to a private uh, what's his name, dude? Kate that it's his. Time. I believe it's Kevin Costner's private club up in Aspen. And yeah, like, he, like the most famous people belong there anyways. I went there for um, a business trip and there was, there was one photo of Kevin, but the rest were of other famous people. So, but yeah. it was, it was his private uh, restaurant. Yeah. That's but only invites you're allowed to go to get dinner. So. Crazy. Crazy. Court, Courtney's better than us, which if you've been listening to the podcast, you've assumed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but what you call me said listening? I was the diva of the show. The and diva. Yes, sir, yeah. you're right. I've always been the diva of the family. It's true. And it's true. No one argues, no, Courtney. No, and I, I'm not arguing. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I appreciate you noticing that, that <laughs> important detail yeah. of our podcast. I am the one that counts. I like that I get yelled at on Twitter and Courtney just gets called a diva in like the most endearing way. Absolutely. That's the difference between you and I, Courtney. I bring out the worst in people. Apparently. <laughs> oh, it's so good. And so true. And what, and what am I? Like chopped liver? Chopped I don't know. Liver. No, they love Brandon. Everybody follows Brandon because she gets it done. I make one comment. I get torn apart. And then some guy's like, you're a diva, Courtney. 
That's how this family well, there works. You go. And that, by the way, was Don C. Williams. Don C. Williams, at, another Williams. Yes. At Black yeah. Don Trump. He's been a Loved huge it. supporter of our show from the beginning, so thank you so much. He sends us nice emails. He sends us good stuff. Like, we love him. And he knows how we operate as a family. The youngest child is the diva. You are right. I'm the oldest child, so I'm just angry. Angry. Bitter. And I get overlooked. Bitter Brandon. Bitter Brandon. I'm the Mary of this group. The Mary? If you watch Downton Abbey. Oh, Downton. Oh. Oh, yes, yes. God, what does that oh, make the rest? I just dropped a Downton Abbey Wait, am I, am I the, the hooker who's like cheating with the married dude? He's got like some sick wife. Edith? Yeah. Is that, is that what that makes me? Mm-hmm. I don't know who I am because I don't watch the show. Ridiculous. I'm probably the old woman. You're Sybil. You're dead. I'm dead. <laughs> <You're>, yeah. <laughs> I hope I haunt you. From, but you were the yeah. pretty one. You were such a diva. We had to write you off the show. You had to write me off the show. That's awesome. I appreciate that. I'm into that. Well, I guess after talking all of that, we'll talk about some real football. Uh, We have actually a lot to say. Yeah, yeah. You know, this last weekend it was the Combine, and we were talking about Jim Harbaugh, and him and his brother were sitting by each other during the Combine. Did you guys see that? It was really cute. It was really cute. Um, John Harbaugh is so beautiful. Sexy. I can't even get into it. It's so, yeah, it's so weird that they're brothers because they look exactly alike, but not. And like, so and are not we, in the worst way. Guys, just, I just had an epiphany. I am the Jim Harbaugh of this family. <laughs> no, you're not. No. <laughs> this is so sad. No, you're not. No, you're more Edith. That's really no, offensive. you're more John or whatever. <laughs> yeah, no. Don't, don't even. <laughs> Uh, back well, to we'll the get to the, your Kim. We'll start with the most. You're Kim Kardashian. You should, you're, just, you're just digging a, a hole, Brian. Digging a hole. Yeah, Ashley's Kim. She's the middle one. No, I'm Rob. I'm the one that makes an appearance like every ten shows. <laughs> 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 no, you're not. No, you're not. <laughs> so I'm. What's the oldest you're one Courtney. again? Courtney. Courtney with a K. Courtney. Yeah. And Courtney gets yeah. to be Chloe, the fun one. <laughs> Of course, because I am the fun one. Yeah. Oh, see, I like Courtney. I like Courtney too. She's she's very smart uh, and and witty. I I think. And Scott's the best. And practical. Scott's I know. Scott's hilarious. I know. And I'm really sad that I know all these details, but sorry, Scott, about your mom. Sucks. Apologize. Who's Kim's friend? Who I thought was gay until he was on Millionaire Matchmaker. Yeah, that was really confusing. So he actually is, I think, the reason why the Kardashians are the Kardashians, because I'm pretty sure he introduced Kim to Paris Hilton, and Kim became Paris's, like, um... Bestie. Well, no, she started, um, uh, doing, um, doing clothes. Chris Jenner. Doing clothes and stuff. Like, she used to pick out all of Paris's outfits. And so then she became her bestie and was, like, part of the group because she was her, uh, designer, I guess, what you call her? I don't know. Stylist. I don't have money. Stylist. And, um, yeah. and that's how it all kind of came together. And then that's when his, her mom was like, I can do a show about this. So they leaked the porn tape, and all of a sudden, bam. Bam, they're making millions. That's how it started. Anyways, hey, while we're talking about boobs, let's get to the quarterbacks of the combine, huh? 
<laughs> uh, make or break, you know? This is the fantasy position that can kill you. I know, Matthew. Um, so oh, the reason why I say this is Blake, um, what was his last name again? Bortles. Bortles. I kept on saying Portless. Um, he came out with a great performance. The only quarterback to throw the ball around, you know? I say boobs because... When you Google his name, his girlfriend pops up because yep. she, literally you know. yep, she pops up and not him. Yeah. It's bizarre. It's really funny. Uh, and he's like, yeah, I got invited to a bunch of dinners with some pro teams. I think it's just because they were hoping I invited my girlfriend. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> no, pro teams actually asked him about his girlfriend. His girlfriend. Yeah. Well, they asked like. That was a legitimate they question. They asked like really odd and off the wall questions to try to get in your head to try to throw, to throw you, you off, off your yeah. game so it doesn't surprise me she is in several pictures in her underwear no hating she looks great it's fine um bikini bikini but is this his performance should his stock go up a little bit i mean he kind of was a third man fourth man fifth man on the totem pole going into this yeah, you know what I like about Bortles is that he's a big body. Like Ben Roethlisberger big with less bathroom incidences. <laughs> Alleged. Dear God. Allegedly. I can't Allegedly. Take it. <laughs> big asterisk next to that. Mm. <laughs> but he's, I mean, he's 6'5", 232. That's a big guy. You know, and that's the biggest of the three main quarterbacks in consideration and in the league where players are semi-trucks. So having a quarterback that is a powerful person himself can be, you know, reassuring to a team. So, you know, with that said, he is pretty raw in his techniques. Um, but he threw well the combine, and it seemed to impress everyone there. And I liked his attitude. I mean, he said... I believe that I can compete with any guy here, and that's why I'm doing everything I'm doing. That's why I'm throwing. That's why I'm running, doing all this stuff. Why wait until your pro day when you have an opportunity to make your first impression here in Indianapolis? And I kind of agree for him, and I think it actually paid off. And now the pro day will be a second look for teams, and he is leaving fewer and fewer hesitations for a team to ponder. Whereas, you know, Manziel and whatnot, they didn't throw the ball. At all. And, and a reason for that, for most some people that don't know the combine, is because they're throwing to receivers that they're not familiar with. And the big part of a quarterback is that you're familiar with, you know, the style of your receiver, the routes that they run. And these are completely, you know, foreign players to them. And so it can throw a quarterback off. So the thought is, hey, I'm going to wait till my pro day so that I'm showing only my very best work. But I kind of liked his idea of, you know, especially since the other two weren't doing it, that he was going to put himself out there. And let himself be seen. And I think it paid off for him. I, is he the real deal? I think so. He's a big body. I think he can get it done. I think if you're going to err on a side of bigger versus smaller, you might as well go with him. And, and while his techniques are raw, they're, they're, they're NFL quality. It's, we're not talking like Tebow raw here. They're just, they could be fine too. Like I'm going to say Aaron Rodgers raw. Like Aaron Rodgers had to tweak a couple things in his throwing motion <laughs> the first few years behind Brett Favre, and that's kind of how I see Bortles. So I was gonna say I, I right like before him. you said right before you said Aaron Rodgers, I was like, and he has a really hot girlfriend, which you know all the really successful you know quarterbacks do. But then you mentioned Aaron Rodgers. I completely forgot about him. He does well, not well, have a hot girlfriend, or does he? Or does he? 
Brandon, what do you think? Questionable. Allegedly. Allegedly. I'm going to name this podcast Allegedly. Allegedly February. (laughs) (laughs) Slash. Please please don't sue me. Uh, Please don't sue me. Please. So I wanted to research the show and I wanted to see the videos of the people from the combine because you know the combine's kind of one of those things where you have it playing in the background right you're like I love sports so I'll have this on but I'm also cooking dinner whoops my kitchen is in another room right, right. and you don't That's, actually see it <laughs> I put, like, I put it up and Scarlett my oldest daughter was like what sport is this mom and I was like well this is the combine <laughs> and she's like oh I don't I don't think so and, and and this girl like, will even watch soccer. I mean, she really watches anything. And she's like, mm, no, I don't think so, no. mom. No. I yeah. So I wanted to see all of it together. I Google him, and unfortunately, I was confused because the majority of the photos were of some blonde lady. Ends up, this is his girlfriend, and she's famous for boobs. Yeah. All right. Now we have it, guys. Boobs. Dot. 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 Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. Um, allegedly, she's a model, which I also want to discuss. Isn't They're everyone all, a model now that we have model. Instagram? Like, seriously. No, but Instagram has made everyone a model. <laughs> I, it's like, I can filter anything. Oh, yeah. It's amazing. No, I'm, she's, she's a beautiful young lady. And I, it did make me think, wow, when I was really hot in my 20s and had huge boobs, I definitely wore the wrong outfits because she knows how to wear them. And I, I'm impressed. Ends up she's just a fellow student at UCF and just his girlfriend. And that's it. But she's like kind of famous. And I think we should interview her, which, by the way, is a way to plug. We're doing interviews now. Call me. Um, he was on the Dan Patrick show actually this week, and he said that teams are actually asking about her and like, will she be at dinners and things like that? And I thought, wow, that's crazy. But you know what, Tannehill? Do you remember Ryan Tannehill during the draft when his wife, I think at the time, fiance, she wore that smoking hot red dress? Yeah. Do you, do you yeah. remember this? And Twitter blew up. They were like, how does this guy have the hottest girlfriend ever? And she is beautiful. Ryan Tannehill's wife is beautiful. People are going crazy. Well, ends up also that um, we're talking about another guy too later. It's like the hot girlfriend is the new like pitch. Yeah. Seriously. You know, it's like, it's like, oh yeah, I'm great at being quarterback. I also have a smoking hot girlfriend. You see her on Instagram. It's nuts. Anyway, she's lovely, but I am, I, I give you the same thing. I think anyone who does the throwing has big balls and I like big balls on my quarterbacks. Yep. I think Andrew Luck has big balls slash a neck beard. I think Ugh, Russell Wilson, like these guys neck like beard. have kind of that extra cojones, right? They just put it out there and they're like, yeah, you know what? It may not be perfect, but this is who I am and I'm going to work really hard. Well, a newsflash, the draft is in May this year. You're not going to get that much time with your receivers if you're going to end up starting this year. You know, and there is potential for some of these quarterbacks to start. So, you know, it's just... I, I agree. I think you need to put yourself out there like that and the fact that he did it made him be noticed more, so... 
And the only part where he looked really bad was when he had to do like the seven step backdrop. And it was like, well, yeah, you only take seven steps if you're being pus, but uh, pus rash. <laughs> I mean, pass rushed. Pass rushed. <laughs> anyway, you're being pass rushed and like these guys are coming at you. Well, if no one's coming at you, but you still have to take seven steps, of course you're going to look a little silly. But his seven step drop wasn't that bad. No. You know, well, and again, yeah. what quarterbacks do we have to compare it to? Like, maybe it didn't look great at the combine, but who knows how Manziel's looked? Who knows how Bridgewater's looked? I mean, maybe it wasn't that bad. Bridgewater didn't even, like, do a 40. No, it didn't do, he decided didn't do just not to participate. He just showed up to like, wear tights. Ah. I get Aww. it. He literally showed up. But they do go through the medical testing and some interviews. Okay. But, like, why would you sit out the 40 and the passing? And Johnny, sorry, you should be doing the passing because that's your problem. Yeah. yeah. I agree. That brings me right into, you know, Bridgewater, some say, is the best quarterback to come out of college and the most ready to start in the NFL. Why Menzel has had a lot of talk about him. He had a great 40, but some are worried that he isn't quite ready for the NFL to, you know, be right in to start. Likes, dislikes with these two. You know, where do you see them going in the draft? Ron Jaworski, which I agree and disagree with him. Fabulous dude, though. I actually would like to, like, just hang out with him. <laughs> you do. Um, <laughs> for some reason, he's, he's the just cuddly fun. grandpa yeah. that, like, everyone wants. Um, or dad. I meant dad. I didn't mean grandpa. Allegedly. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh. He said that he wouldn't take Menzel in the first three rounds. Yeah, let alone the first pick in the first three rounds, which seems harsh. But my coworker Octavia, I told you I'd give you a shout out, girl. She's been saying this all year. She's like, yeah, no, he is not a pro level quarterback. He's tiny, tiny, tiny. I'm not going to do it. I think she might be right. I mean, I, I, I think he's probably going to be great. I don't want to be knocking Johnny Menzel, but I wouldn't draft him in fantasy at all. And I think he should go someplace, maybe like Denver or someplace where he can be the backup and learn. But I certainly wasn't that impressed. And frankly, Bridgewater, if you don't run the 40 or throw, like, I'm not even quite sure why you were there. I guess he worked on gaining weight. Did you read about this? Yep. Ashquay? Mm -hmm. Yeah. He like, he had a I'll discuss uh, it in like my part jaw. too. Yeah. Yeah. Jaw surgery. He had jaw surgery his sophomore year. Yeah, and he dropped a bunch of weight. He's had a hard time gaining it back. He gained nine pounds, though. I mean, that's, you know, good. He did have a 78% completion percentage in college, so that's, you know, great. He's going to let the tape speak for itself and do pro day and whatever. But I just kind of feel like this is a wasted opportunity. I just, I don't have any feelings towards any of these guys, but if I did, it would be, I guess, you know, just towards Blake because he did it. Yeah. No, I agree. I'm going to go on a Manziel tangent here. <laughs> so, forewarned. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm braced. You know, Manziel is and will continue to be a hot topic until the draft. You know, and he's a very polarizing player for his off-field issues, um, for concerns Ugh. with mature, maturity level. You know, and when you pair this with his height being only 5'11", well, I mean, you, you have got a reason to look at another quarterback in the draft. And, and what I think a lot of people aren't considering, you know, and should at this point, is that this is a business and teams have to sell tickets. So Manziel might just be that solution for a team 
and would be Jaguars. worth a look for that reason for like the Jags, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. where we've got possible blackout issues. Um, and also the fact that Russell Wilson just won a Super Bowl and isn't exactly a basketball player himself. This might help Menzel stock in the draft as well. <laughs> That's Menzel, what he said. That's clearly, what he compared himself to is Russell Wilson. Like, yeah, compare yourself to the quarterback who just won the Super Bowl. Me too. Yeah. I am too. You know? It's crazy. We all know my feelings on yeah. Russell Wilson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I wouldn't even compare that. But <laughs> but he clearly mm, thinks he's a top pick. I mean, he actually went on to say that if the Houston Texans do not pick him, they would be making, I quote, the worst decision they've ever made if they fail to select him with the number one pick, noting that he could easily fall into the division rivals Jacksonville spot later. Then he went on to say, I'd be in the same division playing against them twice a year. Sorry, but you just turned the chip on my shoulder from a Frito into a Dorito. <laughs> That's awesome. That part, I, I just, that. I had to I quote, Frito yeah. into a yeah. Dorito. Could, can Denver handle another T-ball? Because I want Menzel. That's, oh my that's who I want. <laughs> but like Brandon said, you know, he didn't partake in the passing drills of the combine. And Wayne instead for his yeah. pro day. But he did turn heads in his performance and speed and his agility test. And he ranked fourth among quarterbacks for his 40-yard dash at the time with a 4.68. So, I mean, he at least did well there. You know, Bridgewater didn't even run the ball there. So, yeah, I mean, with Bridgewater, like Brandon says, we've got Ugh. an issue with the fact that he's got surgery. He really just showed up to say that he gained nine pounds. Um but now the issue is, and what some people said, which almost worked <laughs> against him, was that they're like, well, how do we know that your skill set's the same now that you've put weight on? So now he's got to prove himself in the pro day to say, okay, yeah, I put nine pounds on, but I can still throw the ball. So it's just it's borderline a waste. Um, I wish I could put on nine pounds, which I do. I did. And I, I do often. Um, and go somewhere. Mm. And they praise me for it. I want that. Instead of going to Weight yeah. Watchers and them yelling at me for putting nine pounds on. I'm sorry, my husband is taken. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> that's where I go. Yeah. No. My, no that my, guy's delusional. And my husband is, is completely delusional when it comes to my body as well. I, like, will put on five pounds and he'll be like, wow, you look great. I think it's because my breasts also get larger. So I think that's really. And my butt. Yeah. yeah no. Whenever he says my butt looks good. I jump on a treadmill. <laughs> <laughs> I literally am like, oh, no. Oh, oh, we have nice husbands when it comes to that, for sure. Thank I you. Know. Thank you. Um, I Love, must say, hate. you guys, and I don't know if you, you caught him, but A.J. McCarron looks like a Manning brother. I thought his look is like... I don't he's know how he He's so throws. much more attractive than the Manning's, Courtney. And he's the oh other one with the hot girlfriend. Oh, my God, Ashley. It's because you're single. You, you, he, you know, no. He's not. No. Did you Google this guy? His girlfriend again. I'm telling you, it's a PR stunt. They all have smoking hot girlfriends in bikinis. And that's all yep. you see because when you Google Because they're quarterbacks them. of their college team. Why wouldn't the hot Social ladies? Media. And most of these guys seem like they're nice guys, you know? I, the I hot don't. girlfriend has somehow replaced the 40-yard dash. They're like, yeah. I've got a hot girlfriend. I don't need to run the 40. It really has. <laughs> it was unbelievable. I, I had to search for literally the Blake Bortle guy. I had to go to page three of Google to get <laughs> yeah. the thing I needed. Like, I actually had I? to type her name in so I could get pictures of them together. 
on Google Images. Yes, I did. I Googled her too. You know what, Ashley? Now that I've actually Googled AJ, he does, he is an attractive guy. At the Combine, he looked, I'm not saying he's not attractive at the Combine. It's just that he looked like, uh, he wasn't a Russell Wilson or a Tom Brady, I guess I should say. But in these pictures, he is very handsome. His girlfriend is very, very attractive. Where's her nudie? Oh, there there is. I was going to say, where's her nudie pic? She's the one Got where it. the announcer, I can't remember who the announcer was, made like very weird comments about her in the stands and they kept constantly going back to her. Do you remember this? <laughs> yes. Yes. Who oh was gosh. it? I'm trying to think who it was. She's comment. like the Kate Upton of I'm not actually a model. Yes. I mean, maybe she is, but like she's not in Sports Illustrated. She... But like her body is Kate Upton. Yeah. And by the way, I love that. I think Model she's actually like, I think she does um, beauty contest stuff like Miss America things. So it looks like here. She seems cool, but she's smoking hot. Smoking. Like I'm just saying, smoking. like she's probably cool, but she is, and her pictures are smoking hot. Yeah, it's Instagram. I'm telling you, I'm into it. Well, it's funny they have be on our show. When you Google her or Google him, and Lindsay. she pops up everywhere. As well, it has a split shot of her and then the creepy announcer guy that was talking about her the whole time. It's like one photo. It's funny. Yep. It's good stuff. Anyways, I just wanted to throw AJ out there. He's good people. Not, not that I really know that, but he looks like good people. So, <laughs> uh, anyways, so which by the way is the Manning brothers. Which is the Manning brothers exactly. So, moving on yeah, to running backs, Archie. Archie Manning moving to our was it Ar- was it Archer? Dre Archer. Archer. Yeah. From Kent State mm-hmm. Rocks yep. to the 40 with a time of 4.26. <laughs> Best of the day. He threw out that he wanted to beat Chris Johnson's 40 time, which he did not. And then Chris Johnson tweeted. I don't know if you guys saw that. Oh, it was close. You know, I was actually scared there or whatever. He cracks me up. Are you guys impressed <laughs> um, by any other running backs? Well, obviously, Dre Archer, you know, is impressive. There was talk about how fast the track was at the combine, but I mean, he killed it in the forty-yard dash. Like Courtney said, Chris Johnson held the record with a four-point-two-four forty. Um, so this was not far off. And you know, I also must say, for being a little guy at five-seven, he has fairly large hands and arm length compared to guys that are like three inches taller than him. He had like larger hands and people are thinking, okay, Ashley, you're getting weird and pervy here. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about being able to hold onto a ball. So, cause that's people's big concern with little, with little yeah. players that they got little hands. They don't be able to hold on the ball. Although they're kind of, you know, shifty. So they're hard to tackle, but, but his shuttle and three crone, sorry, three cone drill was also impressive. And Jarek McKinnon also had a solid showing, as well as Bishop Shanky, who finished top five of all the running backs in the bench press, the broad jump, the three cone, and the short shuttle. So, yeah, I thought the running backs actually looked pretty good this year. I don't know. What do you think, Bren? Yes. <laughs> so we were going to talk about Jarek together, I guess, because so we did these notes and I'm telling you guys, as I said, I may have forgotten how to podcast and you're welcome. Here's the good news. So this guy almost beat Chris Johnson. And in case you're wondering, Chris Johnson and Devin Hester raced a cheetah on National Geographic. I don't know if you saw her post this this year about that, but um, so Chris Johnson had to do two laps and he lost to the cheetah. But Devin Hester had to do four laps, and he won. 
That's awesome. He beat a cheetah. (laughs) Okay. That's crazy. (laughs) That is effing crazy. That's That's bananas. So last year, the fastest running back with a 4.34 was Ontario McCaleb. That guy. (laughs) Who? Who? So, and I just want to let you know, rookie phenom Zach Stacy, who, by the way, is one of my top picks of next year already, um, had a 4.55. So, you know what? These skill tests, they don't say everything. Um, But, yeah, I brought up Jarek McKinnon, too. You know what? He was in the top eight out of everyone at the Combine. Everyone, not his position, everyone in four of the drills. Yeah. Okay, you guys? He was in the top 13 out of the 15 top bench presses, and 13 of those people were offensive linemen. Yeah. The only other person was a tight end and him in the top 15 people in bench press. He's crazy, you guys. Like, I, I was really impressed by him. Uh, And speaking of running backs, which I think kind of goes into our next question, is that I've kind of reevaluated the way that I feel about rookie running backs. I don't know about you guys, but I feel like it's more about what team they're on and what, like, if they do a featured back or not than just their skills. Yeah, like, if they're going to be running back by committee, I'm not going to draft them. Right. If they're going to be, whereas like Le'Veon Bell, like as her fantasy football, we promoted him because we were like, listen, he's the featured back. We know he's hurt, but when he comes back, he's the guy. And he was the guy. He was in the top 10 of all running backs and was out for three games. Yeah. And you're not going to, if one of these guys goes to New Orleans, sorry, not drafting you. (laughs) Yeah. I will never draft a New Orleans running back, and I mean that from the bottom of my heart. <laughs> never. Hold it to her. I'm stony Hold it heart. To her. I love it. What NFL teams uh, need a running back this year, you guys? And, and could any of these guys end up being drafted by fantasy leagues as well? I mean, I think that the Browns probably. Although I kind of like Eddie Edward Baker or Edwin Baker. Edwin. I'm sorry. I really, yeah, Edwin. How could I mess that up? It's a vampire name. Um, I love him. I do. I think he's going to be great. But if they, if, I could see them drafting one. Baltimore, maybe. I don't know what's going on in Baltimore with running. That was just yeah. a sad, sad state of affair. The Jets, the Dolphins, maybe the Colts, Panthers, or Saints. But once again, never a Saint running back ever. <laughs> ever. ever. That's just solid advice, period, in life. You know, I also had the Browns. Brown, um, immediately, my mind went to the Browns. That's like how dire the situation is in Cleveland for a running back. <laughs> like, not even kidding. Dire. And I agree that Ed, I also had, you know, Edwin Baker, you know, is okay and got Whitaker, but that isn't super reassuring. And they tried away Trent Richardson, which I don't think really had any impact on their team at all. Um, so they certainly could use a featured back, like Brand's saying. So if McKinnon went there, that's a far different situation than say if he went to Houston where he's going to be the second guy, you know, replacing Ben Tate. So I agree. I think the Browns could really use it and maybe Jacksonville Jaguars because we don't really know it's going to go with MJD. So they could definitely use some running back love as well. Mm. Yeah. Well, the wide receivers came out and rocked it at the combine. 
hot. Some yeah, say this group of wide receivers is the best they've they've seen in years. A lot of people are saying that. What do you guys think? What drills are important for the wide receiver position at the combine, and does size really matter in the in this position? Courtney's size always matters. In every position, always. I felt the same way, Ashley. I do. I do. In life, do. Courtney. In but then life. you brought up the big hands, and I was like, well, maybe you're right. Maybe you know, my focus is. But that's also size. Yeah, it yeah. is. It is. That's compensating I for the short height. F- yeah. I mean, I, I, I was my first paragraph. Um, size always matters, and anyone who tells you otherwise is lying. Yep. <laughs> yep. Go it's ahead, true. Ashley. It's true. I mean, as far as your question, Courtney, as far as um, what drills, I would say the vertical jump, the three-cone drill, and the 40-yard dash. Again, because you're talking about speed with the 40-yard, your three-cone drill is, is purely kind of that bounce and run off the five-yard line to be able to get away from your defender. And your vertical jump is going to depend on if you can get over the, your cornerback. So for me, I think those are the three most important. Again, I think size is important, especially unless you're crazy fast, like crazy fast, and you cannot run anybody, then maybe it's okay like if you're under six feet. Yeah. You know, but if, if you, you know. Or a total self-proclaimed jerk like Steve Smith, my favorite. <laughs> Right, but like that's his game. I mean, He's like, I'm a jerk. Like you saying I bolt. It. Oh, yeah, it is. It is what it is. But wide receiver over the years has turned to a bit of a muscle position. You know, it, mm-hmm. it really, really has. I mean, when you look at who the top wide receivers in the NFL were last year, you're looking at the Demarius Thomases of the world, the Calvin Johnsons. These are big, big bodies that j- aren't just big, but they can jump. So when you've got a little 5'9 yeah. quarterback and safety on you, they've got no chance. So, again, unless you've got a Josh Gordon of the world or you're super speedy or, or you know, an Eddie Royal who's quick. I'm not saying that Eddie Royal is in the same kind of caliber as Josh Gordon. Clearly not. Oh, but my goodness. Other than that, I can't believe his name is on matters. our show. You what? I love Eddie Royal. Size always matter. I can't believe Eddie Royal is on our show. I'm just saying, but he's <laughs> fast. You know, think, of, think of, like, little, like, I'm short little joke. guys that no, are fast. I know, I know. You know, I yeah, agree, size I matters. Agree. Absolutely. I'm someone who drafted Eddie Royal in the past, and I'm still bitter. Um, yeah, size matters under discussion, or you have to try really hard. What are we talking about? Um, I'm just kidding. Like drills um, are like. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. I, I actually think the three cone drill and the shuttle runs are really interesting because it's about changing directions, which I think is important now in the in the league because there are these weird like offensive and defensive interference and head to head and all this other stuff. And you don't want to cut across, but you do want to cut across and it's, it's complicated. So I found those interesting. Um, I think the bench you wouldn't want to set a pick like Wes Welker. Right. The brute. Um, (laughs) yeah. Taking out guys left and right with that concussion and that weird helmet. Um, the problem with the bench press is that actually if you have long arms, it's a disadvantage, which a long arms is actually an advantage if you're a wide receiver. So it's kind of weird because if you're bench pressing and you have long arms, you actually have farther to push up the bench press. So it actually is technically harder for you to lift more weights. So to me, that's the one that I throw out. It's like, whatever. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I think uh, you know I still am a little hesitant about drafting rookie wide receivers more so than running backs. Running backs are about your situation. Wide receivers, I think that they 
never really do full on first year. And she's talking fantasy right now, people. <laughs> fantasy, not, not I'm actual. Football. Which is by the way, the show. real teams need to draft. Uh, but yeah, their I, I think I think <gasps> real teams. Yes, they need to draft it. But for me, I have no interest in wide receivers rookie year, except for late, late, late in the draft as like a sleeper pick. But I, I don't I don't do that. Running backs I think can have the big load. Eddie Lacey, Le'Veon Bell, Zach Stacy. But you don't like who was a rookie, rookie wide receiver that you guys felt great about? The Sammy Watkins. Oh, oh in, in no, Pat this, Pat? this oh, year. Yeah. Um yeah, no. I don't know. Who was the rookie wide receiver we felt good about? Who is a rookie wide receiver that blew you away? I'm trying to think who that would be. Yeah, I don't know. I'm exactly. sure there's been some. Whereas we could pick up like numerous running backs that were rookies that we thought were awesome. Even Mike James from Tampa Bay before he broke his leg. Yeah, I was going to say just last year alone, you could probably spit off four names. Yeah, whereas wide receivers, I feel like that's more of a if you're in a dynasty league situation. Otherwise, I'd stay, I would say wait till year two or three on them. Fantasy wise. Well, there you go. What NFL teams need to improve in the wide receiver position? Uh, Brandon, I love your response to this. Everyone except <laughs> the Broncos, who should only draft defensive players, all draft, no wiggle room. I'm still in tears. Moving on. Um, I like the Brandon Cooks guy. I think anyone is good from with him, Oregon State. He's just, he had an awesome combine. It's kind of fun, actually, when someone has like a like a, a moment. I felt like he had a moment in this combine that was kind of this coming out party, and I, I was cheering for him. And I'm thinking maybe like, um, and I called it baby beast mode because it can't be beast mode because you're not in the league yet, babe. But baby beast mode was in Indianapolis by Brandon Cooks. Um, Indianapolis needs someone opposite Hilton. I mean, Reggie Wayne says he'll be back from his ACL injury, but he's 35 years old. How long? Seattle. I know that they're the champions. Congratulations. I'm trying to get over it. Um, but they need kind of Percy Harvin insurance. Slash he what didn't play all season. They need Cindy Rice insurance. Slash he didn't play all season. Literally, you guys, mm-hmm. their yep. star people didn't play all season. So I think actually they might be big ones. Also, the Panthers, if they want to move on in the playoffs, they have to get serious about their passing game. And I think Cam Newton wants to. But if you only have Steve Smith, and he's small, God love him, and, and he's and 34, going to be 35 in May, God love him. Listen, I want whatever he's having. Because you know what? He's still doing, he's still balling. Like, he's getting it done. So I, I, I have nothing bad to say about Don't him. Don't drop him. I'm just saying they need another guy on that team who can catch the ball, be kind of the big brute guy. I agree. So those are the ones that I love for these people that are all awesome. There are tons of wide receivers that are awesome. Yeah, they're great. I mean, Courtney... Um, had kind of asked question about Sammy Watkins and you know he had a great combine as well he was kind of one of the standout players and and borderline is considered to be the top wide receiver pick of the draft um and he's not an ideal size we're talking about the size of players I mean yeah he's not 6'4 but he's also not 5'9 I mean this guy is a solid and talented 205 pounds and 6'1 
So, in my opinion, this guy is talented enough that he his height shouldn't even be taken into consideration. Um, so, I like him a lot. And as far as teams, I think need wide receivers. I'm with Brand. I actually wrote this would be an unfavorable response, but the Seattle Seahawks. And I know, yes, they're Super Bowl champions. No, this is not just because we're bitter Bronco fans. Their wide receiving core was a problem all season long. And again, mm-hmm. yeah, like she said, Percy Harvin, but. He's plagued with migraines. He didn't play all season long. Sidney Rice, uh. that was a joke. You've got Baldwin. You've got, you know, no real consistent you know, wide receiver that you can count on for that team. And, you know, they were lucky that the Broncos basically didn't even show up for that game because, I mean, again, I think, what did, what did he throw, like 205 yards in a Super Bowl? I mean, that's, that's ridiculous and to win that game. They need to have to be able to even that out because we've got, you know, Marshawn Lynch is getting old. He can't carry the entire team as well. So they need to get some receivers. And Buffalo Bills. He is old. Marshawn Lynch? How old is he? He's old in football terms. Running backs. Isn't it sad? I didn't think yeah, he was that they, old. They, they get beat up. They get, I think he was bu- born in 1986. So he's 27. Getting he's old. Fine. Getting old. Oldie. Oldie. Oldie but a goodie, right? Duh. <laughs> I mean, if he's within my if he's within my dating range, he is out of NFL prime years. Just saying. <laughs> Just saying. But uh, Buffalo Bills also definitely need some love in the wide receiver position. That's rough. You've got rough. Woods. You've got Graham. You've got, you know, Stevie Johnson. Well, it seems Stevie's to me there's lots of they wide need, receivers. They need, they need some help. Yeah, there's lots of wide receivers to go around the NFL this year, so that that's good for everyone. We like that. Yeah, we need that for our quarterbacks for fantasy. So I'm into it. Now we all know defenses win championships. Saw that, sadly. Ugh, uh, can't talk about it. But Clowney, what he is a freak of nature in the best possible way. I mean. Yummy, yummy. And I have to say, he is totally mom's type. Totally. Nuts. I saw him and I was like, oh my God, mom probably has him as her screensaver. (laughs) I, in all caps, agreed with you. Absolutely. I literally screamed at you over the internet. Yes. So we're we're on Pinterest and her fantasy FB. Come check us out and follow us. And. I'm, I'm, we're thinking about making a mom's boyfriend. Now, granted, my mom's been married to our father for 30-plus years and very happily married, whatever, whatever. But, you know, <laughs> she's still a woman and had all da- daughters, so we always talk about these things. And this is her type, you guys. It's so funny. This is, like, I saw him, and I was like, oh, my God, mom has a new boyfriend. There it is. Totally. Baby-faced and dreadlocks. It's not Winner, winner, chicken she dinner. She loves the dress. Loves she loves the, the dress. dress. Loves them. She loves himself some long dreaded hair. She thinks anyone with dreads looks better than Calvin Johnson. And I want you to evaluate that in your brain. Because I'm sure it blew your mind. Because <laughs> in my opinion, I told her Calvin Johnson isn't even an opinion. It's like Brad Pitt. He may not be your type, but it's not an opinion. He's beautiful. Yeah, exactly. Fact. It's a fact. Fact. (laughs) It's a fact. You may not be your type, but it's a fact. Love it. I love it. Well, Kathy disagreed. Clowney came out and was like a huge star of, you know, the combine. 
I mean, had a great 40. I mean, he just, he was a freak the whole weekend. He's just a freak. I, and I just love him. I just wanted to throw his name out there real fast, talk about how mom is in love with him. And it's just, it's just a good moment. Just a good moment. But also defensively, real fast, Michael Sam, you know, a lot of, lot of talk around him because he had come out earlier, was it in January, early February, that he was a homosexual just recent, man? No, just recently, yeah. Yeah, I guess February, yeah. So it must have been like three weeks ago. And so there was a lot of coverage on him. I felt like people were being very critical of his performance, and maybe he did have a you know an awful performance, but it was a little too much coverage on him, seeing how his he wasn't doing much the combine. I felt I don't know. Do you think he was felt the pressure after all the cameras were on him? Yes, I do. I th- I don't think that he um, is a bad person or, you know, can't be in the, in the league. Listen, he's going to get drafted. He's going to be on a team. He's going to have to work his way up like anyone else. And he's going to do a great job because he seems like a hard worker. And then end of discussion. I think this is like the Monty Teo thing. A lot of Weird. people are comparing it this to that. Yeah, it's a it's an odd moment. No one knows what to do about it. I love that people but at the end of the yeah, day, are comparing this a player who had a fake girlfriend online that died to no that he killed that he he killed that girl. Oh, he killed her. I didn't hear that part. I heard allegedly. That she died. <laughs> of course, she died. But how did she die? She died because he said she died. She he killed him. <laughs> He fantasized. He, he cyber he killed her. He fantasized, killed her. Obviously, That's, she didn't exist. That's really funny. Cat, catfish killed. Um, and and a guy who's came out just to say, "Yeah, I'm gay." I just love how that's compared. You know, compared to each yeah. other. It's, yeah. Funny. I also love that people are worried about the drama. We could have rapists, murderers, drunk drivers. People who hit their hit their moms. It's fine. No problem. No yes. But if you're gay, we have to really think about right, it. Right, right. Because you're having sex with someone who's never even been an athlete is somehow my opinion. Like I, I am somehow involved with this and I need to think about it. What the are you serious? Well, I mean you saw my article about how they're going to come out with, like, racial slur penalties, right? They're talking about so it. Yeah. So it was on, on HurtFantasyFootball.com. I wrote an article about how 15-yard penalty for anyone that uses the N-word, and they're going to try to loop in other racial slurs as well as any homophobic phrase that is said. So first offense would be 15-yard penalty. Second offense, you are kicked out of the game. Um, they're hoping that this is going to be kind of solidified down in the owners meeting coming up here pretty soon. So it's, it's a really interesting time in football right now. And I think it's kind of an important stance and it's kind of like a stern stance in the NBA and, you know, hopefully everything comes to fruition, but I think there obviously is a lot of pressure on him, you know, and I think, you know, it's very unfortunate the combine for him, you know, but luckily he still has his pro day and he's going to really have to deliver on that day. Because he really took a step back with how terrible he performed at the Combine. But with that said, I thought he handled himself with the press very well. You know, with nothing but class. And I was impressed. I mean, and this guy won the SEC Co-Defensive Player of the Year. So this kid can clearly play. He can play. He's going to get picked up. He may not go quite as high as they thought he would. I think they were projecting like around a fourth round pick. He's probably dropped down to about the sixth round pick right now. But he's going to be fine. He's going to do great. 
there's a lot of pressure on him, and overall, I think he held up well. Yeah, I mean, he's he seemed to be very professional and um, seemed like just such a sweetheart, really. Yeah, <laughs> just a. Did sweetie. you see the Did you see the full interview that he did with ESPN when he came? No, out? I did not. I think we should post that. It's the full interview. He was so composed. I think actually with his interview and his tape. Because his year was actually quite good, you know, as you said, SEC player of the year, co-defensive player of the year. And um, his tape is great. His interviews are great. If he needs to up his skills, okay. And that's what he'll do. I mean, to me, I I feel like there's enough great things. He will get in the league. Yeah. He will get drafted. I don't think there's any debate and and good luck to him. You know, Chris Bosh actually in the NBA is – said that he thinks all slurs should be outlawed in the NBA, Absolutely. like a different league. But he, you know, was talking about Bosh how not the only the N-word. But I'm sorry. Yeah. He is such, yeah. he is such a well-spoken man. He is just like. He is. And he, he said all slurs should all be class, gone. That man. End of discussion. That's right. And so I don't think this is just an NFL issue. I think this is a, a sports issue. I think this is a social issue across America and across the world. I think, you know, just even like Russia not letting, you know, not acknowledging that gay people exist there. I mean, like crazy <laughs> things that are happening. Are Uganda? Like all these crazy things are happening. Well, I, this is an Ukraine. issue. I, I heard an NFL player speaking about it and, and I, I kind of feel for where he was coming from too. It's, he's like, I played, you know, in the NFL for, I don't know how many years. It was a retired guy, um, probably like around 12 years. And he, he's like, I never once heard, somebody of another race use the n-word it's you know always um african-americans saying it to each other and it you know is part of their culture they're not saying it like in a derogatory way he's so he's like i just feel like those we're going to be the ones that are penalized and it's just going to be a bunch of you know black guys being ejected and not anybody of any other race because they don't use that word and and it's true it's kind of like you know you're picking out those players. It's kind of, it's kind of stinks. So it's kind of hard. But, I don't know but, where I stand with but it. But that word shouldn't be used. Period. No, it shouldn't. But we're not their mothers. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where I stand. Yeah, with but it. you can't not kick out one person for saying it, and then kick out like an incognito for saying it. You know. Yeah, yeah. I guess I agree with you, except for the fact that there was a Riley Cooper concert incident. Which, by the way, was... <laughs> That's true. I forgot about Riley Cooper, too. Still the weirdest. The weirdest place to use that word ever at a country music concert. Uh, and then incognito, several text messages. I don't know. I, but I think I they're saying, you. like, on the field, when people are using that word, it's being directed between one african-american to the other in 90 percent of the cases if not more so they're saying it they feel like that they're going to be the ones penalized and that you know isn't fair. i think it's going to be rough it's going to be but i think you know what just because it's it's been okay doesn't mean it is okay you know like they're just have there's just a lack of respect in general and, and i i I kind of heard about you. I probably heard one of the similar ones like you did, Courtney, because somebody had Sports Center on in my work, so I couldn't avoid it. But um, <laughs> sadly, and he was basically saying that, "Hey, I never use that word because 
if I did hear somebody else use that word in a derogatory sense to me, I would freak out. And who am I to say that they can't say it if they hear me saying it? Because then they think I might be okay with that word. Yeah, I guess it's, to me, it's I know just, it's this part is of that very culture, much a culture issue. Just, and I don't, I, I personally don't get involved with it. I'm, I'm surprised the NFL is, but I, I'm not against it. I'm just not necessarily for it either at this time. But, but I think it's a good said, time. Yeah. yeah, I mean, with that said, you're talking about Michael Sam and the fact that he didn't have a great combine. It Does the combine really matter? I mean, Tom Brady had an awful combine. Ray Rice had a really bad 40 time. You know, how much does it doesn't matter? <sighs> I'm torn on this one. I think it matters because it is a head-to-head comparison and you can see the effort and preparation that players are willing to put in um, into it. But is it everything? Of course not. Plenty of players haven't done great at the combine and, you know, were a standout in college and have gone on to be hall of fame players with Terrell, you know, Davis, you've got obviously, you know, Brady, who is a backup quarterback to greasy in college. I mean, what it does is it gives you a guideline for who you should be seriously considering and how many, you know, how you might actually, who might actually be around when it's your turn in the draft and allowed to make educated decisions based off film and your gut when the numbers get called is, is really, in my opinion, kind of the whole point of the combine. But a lot of it really, honestly, is preparation, too. A lot of players purposely try to graduate in three and a half years or take off a semester of college so that they can actually prepare for the combine to show that they're serious about the NFL. They hire special coaches. I mean, there's a lot of work and preparation that goes into the combine. So it really is kind of their first foot forward into the NFL is really how you need to see it. I have too many opinions about this. First of all, I would like to thank at Andrew892. Hello, new favorite fan. He has like four questions today about the combine and the free agency, and I love it. And one of the things was, you know, I think many teams, this is from him, I think many teams under slash overvalue the players based on the NFL combine results, which leads into the NFL draft. And I agree with him. I feel like it's a beauty pageant. It's like, great, you look great in a bikini. That's fabulous. Okay, now what are you about? I mean, I just kind of like, I mean, I, like for instance, as I said about the bench pressing for wide receivers, well, they, they're supposed to have long arms and big hands and these weird limbs. That's harder to bench press. And they should be leaner. They shouldn't be able to bench press like offensive linemen. You know, I mean, it's just it's like, yeah. uh, you know, and, and like, do I really care about my quarterback's 40 time or do I want Peyton Manning? I mean, like, just think, think about the positions. I think the drill, like the drills are cool. Actually, I kind of like the weird, like where they run around the field in odd positions and seeing how they change directions and react. But I don't. Which, by the way, some of the stars like Jed, uh, Jadavion Bell did not participate in, which is unfortunate because I feel like that's where you see most of that. So I'm kind of iffy about it. I think it's fun because I have to have Saturdays off because of her fantasy football and other did things. You say, J- so, you say J- uh, Jadavion Bell? There's two Jadavions? No, Jadavion Clowney. Okay. I, I married him with Lit. Le'Veon I was Bell. like, wow. That's how much she likes him. Marriage. And I, Thank you, Michael Sam. By the way, if you've listened to the podcast, 
That is a huge compliment. <laughs> yeah, she loves Le'Veon Bell. <laughs> Le'Veon Bell, I'm calling you later. <laughs> no, I, I do. I think it's it's one of those things where I feel like it's fun because I get to know the players that I didn't watch in college because, as I said, I take Saturday off that of my life. So I don't watch college football religiously. Also, I don't enjoy blowouts, which to me is college football. Um, 50 to 10 is never a fun game for me, slash the Super Bowl. Um, so I don't do that. Uh, but, you know, I just, I don't, yeah. So this is my moment. So it's kind of fun to get to know them, but I don't think it matters. Like, as I said, with the 40 time, who were the people we paid attention to? Which, by the way, Jonathan Franklin had a great 40 last year, um, whereas um, Eddie Lacy did not. Well, who started? Eddie Lacy. Lacy. I'm just, the bowling I'm just putting ball. it out there. Like, just think about who you wanted to draft earlier and how they performed versus now. Like Tom Brady. Well, you know, after we just talked about the combine for a full hour, um, you didn't miss much if you didn't see it. So there's that. <laughs> but what you do want to keep an eye on, because this does affect your fantasy team immediately, is free agency. And that is beginning at the beginning of March, March 11th, I believe. And there are some, you know, great names out there, some oldies and but goodies. You know, Michael Vick. Hello. Where's he going to go? <laughs> Jets. Jets. I know it's a circus now. I, I, Did with you? Such confidence. She's like Jets. It's a circus. Did you want a longer answer? I'm sorry. No, no. I mean, no, it's, it's fine. Very it's the rumored. same. It's the same thing. I should. I should tell my friend Octavia. I was like, listen, they're gonna have a quarterback controversy. Gino and Vic are gonna compete. Vic is gonna win because he's fabu. He's gonna get injured get hurt week three, yeah, and <laughs> Gino's gonna be the starter. I don't even know if there's another option. I'm sorry. Are there options? No. No, you're right. You're right. I'm sorry. Oh, Vic. Another uh, polarizing I, player. I actually adore his talent. He's just a small guy. And if anything, he's the problem with Johnny Menzel. Am I right? Yep. Yeah. yeah. Slash the protective vest. Start yeah. it now. Precautionary no. step. I actually put the Michael Vick. Um, because he's such a polarizing player, I think, you know, for that reason, he needs to land a big, diversified city. He also needs to land a city that has is only interested in, a you know, a Band-Aid and as someone waiting in the wings to step into a starting role within a year or two. Like, literally, one or two-year plan here is what we're talking about with Michael Vick. You know, this is not long-term solution. So with that, I said Oakland or New York Jets. So it would be a good place for him. He'd be the perfect spot he'd be, in Oakland. He could, he could work in Oakland. The Jets have expressed some interest, as Brandon has mentioned, and perhaps they're thinking he'd be a good fit for Geno Smith, you know, because Geno could learn under him. You know, they have fairly similar styles, but so does Terrell Pryor. So, I mean, you know, can I say, I would, I would just like to say that I would actually like McCown to go to the Cardinals. I know it's completely I off base, him. but I just want to mention McCown. And I want to mention the Cardinals. I think someone should throw Fitzy a bone here. Um, I love the Cardinals. But allegedly the Jets are also interested in McCown. So I think Vic's probably a better fit in that city. But I'm just saying that McCown <laughs> has also been talked about the Jets. Just saying. Oh, we're not trying to insult you. I don't know. That's, that's maybe not a nice thing to say. 
What? New York is the best city in the world, and there's no getting around it. I just said it. No, but I'm saying I really <laughs> think that Vic could be a good fit because of Geno Smith with the Jets. I'm being honest. Well, no, they have they have the same style. They I have agree the same style, you, you know, and he could kind of learn under Vic, and it's a short-term Band-Aid solution. But I think he could also work in Oakland. McCown would be great with Fitzgerald in, in Arizona. That's all I'm saying. Well, I will have to say the number one name in free agency getting thrown around is Eric Decker, you know, and where is he going to land with his new reality show? It's premiering in March, <laughs> you know, his second season's very exciting. They have a baby. Um, where do you think he's going to go? And is he going to be as productive on a different team that doesn't have Peyton Manning? <laughs> I would like to first and foremost say that I will miss his stellar voiceover commercial work here in Denver. <laughs> I went to Jared. Oh my gosh, it's painful. Oh no. uh, he did not go to Jared. No, he, no he, does, he does some other. He random, went to James Winston. He does some other jewelry com- company. I can't remember. He does so many random ones, and like the random clothing line where you get like hundred forty dollars worth of clothes each month. What's it called? I don't know. Gosh, they're painful. Brand, they're painful. You should be glad you're not here to listen to them. That's all I'm saying. But um, yeah. I think uh, it's is it weird for me to say? I guess the Patriots going for him. I think it's all going to ride Julian Edelman, who is also a free agent. So I think you know whether they decide to keep him or not would kind of play into whether they would go for Eric Decker. Um, hmm. I would like to think that Decker would maybe sign with Denver again, but you know Decker may want to chase the money and he like Courtney said he's a top free agent kind of name being thrown around there so he probably could get more money somewhere else because we're gonna have not a serious cap issue but a little bit of a cap issue with the Broncos but I think he also needs to remember his Super Bowl performance did he play yeah he had one catch one no one played no one, one catch no one played uh, no one is looking at those numbers uh, I will John Elway say, actually burned the stat line. <laughs> he actually set fire to it, and the NFL approved. <laughs> I, 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 I hate to say it because I like Decker, but I don't think he'll be as productive as he was in Denver unless he does land, like, literally in New England. Otherwise, I mean, he's, he's got a Hall of Fame quarterback who's taught him the proper way to run routes and, and is very precise with his, running, with his wide receivers. So, I mean, no, I don't think he'll be as productive. That's just my opinion. Well, our BFF, Andrew, at Andrew892 on Twitter, also asked about Eric Decker and no Sean Moreno. I have two little baby opinions about it. One is Eric Decker is entirely quarterback dependent. I would draft him higher, the better the quarterback, lower the worse. If he was in Detroit or Indianapolis, Okay. I mean, like, I think him next to Calvin Johnson or Hilton would be a good idea. I mean, hard to see him without Denver, but I would say in those positions, okay. But if he ends up, yeah, like a Raider or something where they don't even have a quarterback right now or some weird position, like maybe in, like, the Rams, where it's like, I don't even know what's happening with that team. Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay, maybe. I, I think Tampa Bay under Lovey Smith, I'm a little more confident. But still, I, I feel like I wouldn't be as confident in him in fantasy football as I was last year. No. The Broncos were crazy town last year with the fantasy orgies. It was literally every week. Same with Sean Moreno. If Sean Moreno is not a Bronco, 
it's going to be once again dependent on does he go to a team that has a primary back because he does earn that position from pass protection. Yep. That's how he won the job in Denver. He's a great pass protector and he will cr- protect any quarterback. So it's it's like but if you're doing a running back by committee kind of Cincinnati Bengals but now Gruden's in Washington. So if he ended up in Washington, I would stay away. Not because he's not talented, because the position for running back is a little more important. So, what he I don't know. That's how I feel about Decker. That's where we are. And no That's where we are. We obviously yeah. would like both of them to stay in the Broncos, but money, money, money. Decker, Decker stated it well. I'd love to stay with Peyton Manning, but I have a family now I need to think of first. Please. Please. She has enough money. You can stay with the Broncos. Whatever. Get out of here, Decker. I actually blame his reality show for the whole Agreed. Super Bowl. Yeah. Well, you know, I was going to blame the reality show for if they had a bad effect. season, but we had a great season, so I feel like I can't blame them because technically their show is already done airing by the Super Bowl, so. Okay, Courtney, you're better than me. <laughs> I did not watch his show because I have to draw a line somewhere in my in my. You didn't watch a single TV. episode? I watched the first uh, five minutes of the <laughs> yeah. first episode when they were talking about we, Decker's penis size, and I said, "That's enough for me." Something I got need to be sucked left up to into like three episodes. <gasps> three yeah. Yeah. working working from home one day, nothing was on TV, and by about the third episode, I was like, "Why am I?" That's not true. By the end of the first episode, I was like, "Why am I watching this?" But then the second one comes on, you're like, eh. Third one comes on, I was like, "I really, I need, I have to turn this off." I have to. I have to. I have to. I have to. But then you're almost a little intrigued. But again, just because you're like, are these people real? Like, this can't be real. But you guys watch the Kardashians. So with the sound on. I only watch them when I'm working out and the sound is off because I look at their outfits. Kardashians is like such a like such a step up over this. (laughs) <laughs> that's terrifying it's true oh it's so good did you guys see that bruce jenner is now doing like a um ombre thing yeah yeah and he's got getting his adam's apple shaved down is he no he's know. not like, that's a rumor right no the adam's apple yeah or the no he is he said he doesn't like how his Adam's apple looks. The problem is that most of these surgeries tends to be when people are transitioning into a different gender is the yeah. reason why they get done. But it's purely just aesthetics, which I think we all know that Bruce Jenner has no qualms doing surgery in terms of aesthetics. So it's entirely possible he just doesn't like his Adam's apple. No. Well, I hope he's comfortable in whatever. Bless but I haven't even done ombre. You do you, so. Bruce. You, you do, do you. You, you do, do you. And you know what? I'm all about What's it. What's Oakland going to do? Are you do a little McFadden's again? Or are we going to stick with Jennings? Or are we going to switch it all up? They're both in uh, free agency this year. I don't know. I don't have a whole lot to say about this other than, yeah, I heart Rashad Jennings. I actually heart Marcel Reese. Can we see a little more of that guy? Yeah. Into it. Um, Darren McFadden, I don't know. I guess I put like, wow, what happened as a question? I don't know. I have no answers. I mean, he's someone I would pick up late, like in the fantasy drafts, because this is once again a fantasy football show. But I would say, yeah, if I can get him in the sixth or seventh round, I mean, I guess he has talent, but 
Where does he land? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's all about where he lands to me, but I don't think he'll stay a Raider. And he seems nice, though. I haven't seen any interviews that ticked me off. He's no Darren Sharper. No. Oh. <laughs> I love that that's, that's, not, that's, like, that that's like our limit now. It's yeah. like, oh, well, he's, allegedly. Not, he's not allegedly. allegedly Darren Sharper. No, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess I would say I can't even remember the last half of a healthy season he has had. Not even a full healthy season, but the last half of a healthy season that he's had. Doesn't that make you feel sad? I mean, seriously, can you? He's a big runner. No. He's a big body and he's a talent. You know, but when you think about he him, you get excited, you know, and that's why people draft him. They make the mistake of drafting him. And I'm telling you right now, don't do it. You know, and then you realize that you have <laughs> him on your team and maybe he'll play three or four weeks of the fantasy season. Maybe. And even in those weeks, you're not entirely confident. Seriously, don't do it. And if I was an NFL team, I wouldn't go near him unless I could get him for dirt cheap and purely have him as a backup for when my future back goes down or goal line attempts. Seriously, like that's it. That's it for my family. But I think they can get him dirt cheap. And what if he went went to like Indianapolis? Yeah, if you can get him for dirt cheap in Indy, great. The brown Baltimore? the brown should take him, period. Let's be serious. <laughs> Hello. I'm still cheering for Edwin. I'm or maybe the Browns should take MJD. Similar situation. What do you guys think his future is going to yeah, be? Yeah, I mean, McFadden is way more injury-ridden than the rest of them. I mean, it's a problem. It's a problem. For yeah. sure. MJD really hasn't been injury-ridden. He had that one big injury last year that kind of, like, messed him up. And this year was just weird. It just wasn't, like, an injury. It was just weird. I, I feel like, um, well, I don't know if you guys saw, Vernon Davis actually tweeted out that he was talking to MJD about his future quote. Like future the quote in all was, caps. Yeah, all caps, future, and then hashtag San Francisco. And a picture of them together. Okay, yeah, sure. I've, I'm, if they're thinking about, if they're even talking to someone about trading away Jim Harbaugh, who gave them even a possibility of getting to the playoffs, let alone the Super Bowl last year, I'm not trusting anything out of that Bay Area. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but MJD is from the Bay Area, so that would be intriguing. I don't know. I wish him the best of luck. I mean, he's so good, and he's kind of been stuck in this, I'm a great player on this particular team, allegedly. I would say, mm, I mean, good luck. I don't, I don't know. I don't know how I feel. I'd like him to be in a position where he's happy. I think he's a nice guy. He also loves fantasy football. Woo-woo. So, I, I don't know. I will say, I don't see San Francisco happening. I, I mean, why they already have one, a guy with one foot in the grave in Frank Gore. That's what I was going to say. It's like a similar back. Similar yeah. back. Very, very similar style, ground and pound. And, get, and getting older, you know. So, how does it I make know. any sense... To add another half-mingled foot-in-the-grave kind of guy to the team. <laughs> like, literally, ACL busted, Holy ankle crap. busted. what are you talking about? <laughs> are you serious? His ankle and his ACL, and there was another, like, like shin issue. He's not Jonathan Stewart for No one's Jonathan Stewart. He's like, I don't even consider Jonathan Stewart no an NFL one. player. At this point. <laughs> it's, wow. 
Well, guys, thank you again for uh, listening to the show. We're so excited that you're with us in February. Come back to us again in March, April, May. We're here at the end of the month. You'll get a podcast from us. Follow us on Pinterest and Twitter at HerFantasyFB. We enjoy you guys. Thank you so much. And until next week, no more faking it. 